food, baby. We in here, yeah, we in here. Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here, yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. That's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. Absolutely have no idea what's going on today with this sound. I apologize in advance. <laughs> I do not like hearing echoes in my ear, but we gonna roll with it. Happy, happy Monday. Uh, we are Black versus the Board of Education. Welcome to our play pen. That's right. We have <laughs> such a show in store for you today. And if you hear an echo, go ahead, give me a thumbs up in the comments. Let me know that you're listening um, and that I'm not just annoying myself. <laughs> so we got to go around and get some introductions. So Miss Anaya, it's on you. <laughs> hey, everyone. My name is Anaya. I just graduated high school. I'm happy to be back in the room. Okay. Good job. <laughs> it was good. good. Jalen. <laughs> Hello. Uh, my name is Jalen. Um, honorary Louisianian. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how you sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is tough. <laughs> but the show must go on. Well, welcome back. You know, Adrian, what's up? It's going on. My name's Adrian. College student out here. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. Excited to be here. Where's Jada? Hey, oh, hey. My name is Jada. Um, can you guys hear me? Is it we good? can. Awesome. Um, my name is Jada. I, too, graduated from high school. Woo! That's 2023. And, y'all, I got my license. Finally. I said finally. Where are Nothing, no Oh, okay. No, just wondering if somebody has something to say. Nice. <laughs> well, congratulations to you in getting your license. Um, we have a special guest today. Uh, Mr. Jake Goodon is in the building, and I hope I said his name right. Go ahead and pull him up. Ooh, uh, the party is just now starting. Come on, <laughs> CBS 13. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, my love. What's up, fam? Jake Gaden, by the way. Gaden, see, I'm glad you're here. Hey, you chilling, fam. I appreciate you. Uh, sports anchor here at CBS 13, CBS Sacramento since November. I've bounced around all throughout the United States for my job, but I'm originally from the Northeast in Connecticut. Um, I actually just came back from there on vacation this past week, but um, Oh, Loving being here in SAC and love being here with the Kings. And Jada, don't let anybody talk any smack about you getting your license, okay? Jake has my back. Your boy here, it took me to 18 to get my license. I failed my driver's license three times, okay? Ooh, no God. joke, okay? You're like, everyone's looking at me like, no way. Nah, Jada. I ain't gonna lie. 20. It took you 20 times? No. No, he was 20 years oh. old. <laughs> oh, so I'm, I'm big stepping then is what I'm hearing. I'm big stepping. Cool, 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 cool. 
Anaya said But mine was different. Mine was a little different. I, I was in San Francisco. You didn't need it up there. It gave us free transportation. Oh, oh that's your excuse? Yeah. All right. Free Muni. Uh, Shout I mean, out. That was college. Shout out. We're going to turn our attention back to our guest, Jalen. My fault. Thank you very much. So, Jake, you was out uh, in the East Coast cutting up, huh? Yeah, straight up. Born and raised on the East Coast, right in the middle of Connecticut and Boston, or Boston, New York. So, you know, now it's a much different demographic, different vibe here in Cali, especially in NorCal, uh, compared to the East Coast. Much, much slower, if that makes any sense. Okay, well, welcome to the West Side, which we know is the best side. I don't know. Biggie, <laughs> Biggie over Tupac every day. I'm sorry. Oh, no. You. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, what what happened? I heard shots fired. What happened? Oh. <laughs> I'm focused on the echoes. Not, I can't. Not, not, in, not in the West Coast. We ain't doing that. Shout out to uh, the people who gave Tupac his post-hominous star oh, yeah. on the Hollywood oh, Walk yeah. this past that. week. His yeah. sister accepted on his behalf. So shout out to Tupac's family. Um, but we're going to talk about you, Jake. Because um, for those who were watching last week, we had a little kerfuffle, as Judge Judy would say, and we had to pivot. And so Jake is here finally because we didn't have him last week. And now we know he was on vacation. Um, so tell us why sports anchoring? What happened? How'd you get into that? Really good question. Okay. So it goes back to my childhood. Um, I love sports, been playing sports since I was a kid, Little League, you know, youth soccer, whatever you can think of. I loved it. Um, and the running joke in my family when I was in like elementary school, middle school is, you know, I would, wouldn't care about school, wouldn't care about homework, but man, did I know the lineup for the New York Yankees every single night and who was pitching and who was leading off and all that fun stuff. I actually like read the newspaper like an old, like a grandpa, like when I was a kid, just trying to get all the scores and knowing what was going on. Um, and I kind of transformed my life into loving sports since I was a kid. Uh, played it in middle school, played in high school. Um, I actually had an opportunity after high school to play in Division II uh, college baseball, but didn't want to go down that route. I wanted to go to a big Division I school. Uh, you combine that with a talent that I really didn't think I had. My mom told me in sixth grade to try out for the school musical and uh, didn't think I was going to be that good at it. Didn't think I was going to like it and absolutely fell in love with it. Um, and since sixth grade um, to all throughout high school, I was in plays and musicals and had no problem talking on stage and performing on stage um, and then thirdly, I was a really, really fell in love with writing. I think there was a creative writing class my sophomore year of high school that everything just kind of came together for me. I used to have like so much trouble putting together like a thesis and a five paragraph, you know, paper, whatever it may be. And after creative writing, like, man, everything kind of came together. So like I was thinking about what do I want to do? What, what are my passions in life? Um, I love sports, knew I wasn't going to be able to play it professionally, but knew I could, you know, talk about it, you know, at a high level. Uh, I know that, you know, I'd love performing in front of people and being able to be on that big stage and didn't, you know, fear that moment. And then on top of that, I was really good at writing. And you combine all three and you roll out to broadcast journalism, more specifically sports broadcast journalism. So uh, when I was applying to schools out of high school, I was looking all over the country for the best journalism school from 
Syracuse to Missouri to Arizona State to Northwestern, anything you can think of. Uh, I was applying to those schools and ended up at Arizona State and uh, kind of the rest is history from there. Now, is that the Sun Devils? Yep. Or the, yeah. Uh, okay. Shout out to the Sun Devils. Um, and Home of the Fun Devils. The Fun Devils. Oh, <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> so I've been telling y'all that this show, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to pass it over to Jalen and Adrian to lead the conversation. Yeah. Um, and I'll pop in when I need to. Okay. So it's on you, fellas. First question. What was the best thing that you learned uh, doing the musical? It's okay to mess up. And you got to just roll with it. Like straight up. Like, you know, if you miss a line, if you don't sing the note correctly, like it's okay. The audience ain't going to know until, unless you make it evident that you messed up. Right. So like there was multiple times where, you know, like in high school, you do like multiple performances. It's not just one weekend. It's like, you know, five or six shows, maybe 10 shows, depending on you know how good the show is and what you're doing with it. And I remember there was like a week where I could not get one line down correctly. And I said the line like five different ways. Right. And no one had any idea that each night I, you know, it was, no one knew I made a mistake or delivered the line wrong. And, um, I, I think that really helped me get over the nervousness of knowing like, it's okay to mess up as long as no one knows that you messed up and you correct it later. Like, man, you, you'd be set. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a follow-up question to that. Do you think that that piece right there is the biggest thing that translated to the news? No, surprisingly not. I would say the messing up part is not what scared me about news. It's just being on stage, being comfortable, no looking into a camera or looking into an audience of a thousand people and knowing, you know, all eyes are on you. Like it's easier for me now because you're just looking into a camera, right? And you don't have this massive audience here. But like earlier in my career, when I first started out, like knowing that, you know, I've done performances in front of 5,000 people before and like a massive audience. And like, you know, you could, if you could do that there, you could do it anywhere, if that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just curious, where did you... Uh, first start your anchoring what state was that so first started freshman year of college so um my first semester i really wanted to just dive deep into journalism i wanted to just get my feet wet make sure i knew this is what i wanted to do and i remember um they were telling us in like the the club meeting to start the year that like hey most freshmen don't get anchoring opportunities they don't get reporting opportunities uh, you'll probably be behind the scenes, probably shooting a lot of video, just getting your feet wet, understanding how things go. Um, and I remember freshman year, fall semester, I, I auditioned because, you know, why not? Right. Never, never hurts to audition. And I got one of the lead anchoring roles. It was actually the lead number one anchoring role, which was just blew me away. And I remember them telling me, like, Jake, you know, you blew the audition out of the water. We weren't we were so surprised that I was surprised I hadn't done anything like that before uh, but they're like you were by far one of the most you know interactive anchors you had passion you you know you know what you're doing what you were saying um and it kind of just took off from there man like i the funny thing is like i wish i could send you guys and maybe i'll do it after this is i i still have my reel from my freshman year of like how bad it looked and like i didn't have my hair right like i had long hair i had like braces still on like just this 18-year-old kid that just didn't know what he was doing in life. And 
um, just trying to throw things at a wall and see what stuck. And, you know, that's what stuck, you know, ever since then, I kind of took off from there, anchored my sophomore year, junior year, senior year, and haven't kind of looked back. And now you have a question? <laughs> yeah. Yes. My question is your favorite sport to watch and your favorite sport to talk about. Favorite sport to watch got to be football because anything can happen, right? And I think that's just a classic answer for anything, for, for any American in the United States. We're just obsessed with football and um, the, the craziness that can happen. The sport that I love talking about the most, though, is baseball. And that's just because I played it and I understand it, like the ins and outs of you know, on an 0-2 pitch, why is this pitcher throwing a slider low and outside while you're trying to get the, the the batter to chase the ball? You know, when, you know, you have a relief pitcher coming in, why do you have a left-handed relief pitcher? And why is he facing this right-handed batter? Like the insight, the inside baseball stuff that people don't understand unless you play the game. Otherwise, you have no idea. But, you know, being in the position I'm in, you have to be comfortable with all sports. Like, it's not just like, you know, I know the most about baseball, but I got to know everything about bowling. You know, cricket, I don't know stuff about cricket, right? Or you research it, same thing with boxing, same thing with NASCAR, any professional sport, you've got to kind of understand what's going on. I think the hardest one for me to understand, because I just, I didn't conceptualize it, I didn't play it when I was a kid was golf and understanding how that, how everything works, you know, why you use a certain putter or a certain, you know, wedge or driver at certain parts uh, of your game or whatever it may be. But the older I got, the more I understand it. So it's like, you're never you're always learning right there's never something one one sport that you're going to be perfectly great knowing 24 7. okay 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 jada do you have a question i don't really have a question i have more of a statement um i just think that it's really cool how like the way that you're talking to us right now and the way that we saw you doing your sports newscast it just kind of seemed like there was no code switching at all it's just you 100 you which is why i can tell how passionate you are about it and how genuine you are about the stuff that you do because it's not like there's an energy shift where it's like oh i don't really want to do this but gotta put on a smile it's like you love talking about it and i can see it just in the way that you're talking about it with us so i think that's really cool that you are able to make a career and a living off of something that you both love and enjoy so. well first off appreciate you for that because um i think the, the best advice i got from from a former mentor of mine is be your, be your authentic self every day on and off the camera, right? If you're having a bad day, it's okay to show it on camera. Maybe you don't have the, the same amount of energy, the same boost you have. When you're loving your job, freaking love it up. When the Kings were on that, that magical playoff run, man, I was in heaven, fam. Like, it was incredible. And I think that's what feels like what makes me me. You're going to get the same Jade Gaiden that you get on a Friday night when we go out to a bar or, you know, the same guy that you're going to get on a Sunday night on our sports show, or even on a Tuesday morning, right before I go work out, like you're going to get the same person every single day. And I think that's being authentic to who you are and being comfortable in your own skin. I'm not afraid to be who I am. You know, there's plenty of haters out there that are going to tell me, you know, you don't look well, you don't look good. Or like, you know, you need to be skinnier or you're messing up a person's name on TV. Like, you know, everyone's going to have haters, but the way you kind of bounce back from that and the way you just continue to be your authentic self every single day will consistently prove to prove success, at least in my life. Like, I don't know, like people can hate me more than welcome to, but I'm going to love me for me because this is who I am and I ain't going to change for no one. Right. Like cat. And in answering your question, I actually have a follow-up question. Um, so when we saw you doing your um, your newscast, you had interacted with the anchor at some point in time. Can you do that? Like, is that a thing that 
sports casters are allowed to do? Yeah. So like, okay. And it's, it's very interesting on in how I do it. Right. So depending on who the anchor is, you got to know who the anchor. First off, let's start with who the anchor is. Right. If it's anchor that knows nothing about sports, has nothing to talk about, you usually try to not interact with an anchor like that just because they're not going to bring anything to the conversation. There's going to be thanks, Jake. Thank you very much. Move on to the next story. Right. But if you have an anchor that, you know, you can interact with, man, you could have some fun. So what I try to do is, you know, at the end of the sports cast, we, we have something called the sports kicker. So it's a fun, evergreen story that anybody can relate to and, and, and laugh about. So like for today, okay, uh, yesterday there was in the Canadian Open for golf, uh, a guy hit a 72-foot putt to win the playoff hole, right? After he won the hole, his best friends tried to run out onto the course and spray him in champagne shower, and he got tackled by security, like a full-on football tackle. Yeah. So like we're going to show the video of it. And we're going to react to it and probably laugh about it and be like, do we need to worry about security here at CBS 13 and see if someone's going to come in and attack us if we go on uh, on stage too early? So, like, you got to pick out fun, interactive things to talk about with your anchors. And that's what shows the personality and what makes you authentic and real and will relate to the viewer a lot, if that makes sense. Yes, thank you. Got you. <laughs> you know, I always got something to say. So I'm trying to figure out, so you're picking out certain things and a big story that was out was about that boy with the gun again. John Moran. Yes. So when you have things like that and, and you have um, people behaving badly, how are you portraying that story so that folks aren't um, offended by the coverage, if that makes sense? You take it seriously as anything. Like, here's the thing that, that that's crazy about it, okay? Um, you look at a guy like De'Aaron Fox, okay? Fox had an incredible season for the Kings. We hyped him up as much as we could because he he deserved it, man. Like, he was an incredible player for them. He really just had an incredible breakout season. But if De'Aaron gets a DUI tomorrow, I'm going to have to report on it, and I'm going to have to bring the same energy and coverage I would if he scored 50 points the night before, Right. So it's that delicate line of understanding that you have to report the news, but you do it, and at least for me, in a human way. I'm not going to sit there and bash the player and say, you know, what was he thinking? What he was, what was he doing? You don't know all the facts, but you know the facts. If he got a DUI last night, he had a blood alcohol content of X, Y, and Z, or you know, if there was a video of him with a gun in his hand, portraying it in a in a negative sense. You know, you've got to show the facts, and that is a very delicate line that you've got to cross as a journalist. So you portray the the evidence and the story in, in the most basic manner that you can um, so you don't portray an opinion because everyone's going to have an opinion, right? You can turn on CNN, Fox Sports, uh, Fox News, MSNBC. Heck, you can even turn on ESPN and, like, you know, first take or whatever it may be. Stephen A. Smith, he's got a take on everything, right? For me, as a local sports anchor, I try to not put my takes in there unless it's really, truly on the sports field. Because then I know what I'm talking about. But you don't know the circumstances behind that. You know, you, you the best example, like you were talking about, is the John Morant saga with, uh, with him showing guns in two uh, IG lives. Um, for me, we reported on it. And personally, I think it's really, really upsetting to see that. 
Uh, now, would I show that and say that on television? Probably not. But, you know, the kids are the guy's a role model. You know, people in Memphis, kids that are eight, nine, 10 years old are buying his jersey for Christmas every single year. You have so many people looking up to you, trying to be trying to be like you. And this is the reputation that you want to have as a guy that is flinging things around in an IG live like, bruh, get your act together. you got bigger things going on. But I can't say that on a normal newscast. I can say it here and I have no problem saying it here. But that's the difference of like, you got to keep your opinion out of it, straight to the facts, keep it as basic as possible. And I can agree uh, with your take of um, you try to keep your opinion out of it unless it's on the field. Because when we went, <laughs> when we went to um, watch you do the thing live, you, uh, that was right after Draymond stepped on Sabonis and you brought in, uh, well, okay. now he had a he had a tagline though. Yeah, what was yeah, the circus is back in town? The circus is back yes. in town. Yes, the circus game. is back in town. The stomp heard all around the world. Game five. <laughs> yep, it yeah. was game five. Yep. Okay. So my question for you is, when you are, um, how do you feel about Stephen? Uh, no, not Stephen. Shannon Sharp in the Skip Bayless saga. Oh, good question. Great question. How did you how did you report on it or did you? I don't report on it because that's just not that's not sports news that I care about, right? That's tabloid news, right? I want to concentrate on what's going on in the field. And at the end of the day, I want to bring positive stories to the table because people aren't tuning in at 10 o'clock or eleven o'clock or four and six, whatever I'm on, to talk about things that are, you know, negative in our in our world. Um, they have enough of that in the news sense, right? I try to be, you know, when you build a sports or build a newscast, you have the, the ice cream, which is the news. You have the whipped cream, which is the the, the weather. And I'm the cherry on top that's trying to make sure everything kind of comes together and um, feels positive at the end of it. Because we don't want to have a negative story. Now, we, we will report on a negative story, but we won't talk about um, – we don't. We try to avoid them. But getting back to your question, um, not a big fan of Skip. Um, I think his takes are not only outlandish, I think they're inappropriate. And I feel bad for Shannon because I think he's a great, great um, debater and brings up great points. And I don't know if you saw the update, but Stephen A. Smith even came out saying like, hey, I'd love to have Shannon on my show on first take and see how it goes. Um, I think Skip is a little out of touch with reality. I think he needs to have some serious education on a lot of different areas. But the other sense of it is you don't know if that's actually his true feelings about every event. Could he be putting on a show? Yeah, absolutely. Dude loves clickbait. Dude, like, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram or Twitter, but every single day he's, he's he's throwing out photos of himself with his new shoes and what suit he's wearing. So, you know, could it be just a take for him to have a take so people can talk about it? So be it. And that's truly what he's getting paid to do. But I also think there's a time and place for certain things where he's got to understand that, hey, this I'm not fully educated on this certain situation, so I shouldn't say something outlandish. And that's where I think he he forgets to draw the line. Unless you're educated and know all the facts, man, just keep to your own opinion and don't don't put don't don't portray something that you don't know. Yeah, and I think the ladies are looking around like, who the hell are y'all talking about? So, so <laughs> there's a there's a sh- uh, uh, debating show, sports debate show called First Take. No, not First no. Take. Undisputed. 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 Yep, undisputed. Shannon Sharp was a uh, NFL player, Hall of Famer, 
Skip Bayless is a commentary person. Yes. Did he ever play? Nope. No. He's funny though. Oh, okay. I mean, he could be as funny as he wants to, but he's not an expert, so he needs to sit down. Um, but basically, they have this show, mm-hmm. and on this show, and I believe they fell out be- yes. after the Demar Hamlin yes, issue. That's what I was going to bring up. And he passed out on the field mm-hmm. and had that cardiac arrest or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So apparently, Skip. He tweeted. He tweeted out and said, um, "Basically, they sh- how they going to finish this." Yeah, they were like, or something. We got some games and mm-hmm. it's important and we need to basically stay on the timeline. Like something to that effect, mm-hmm. something very callous. And so Shannon, when he came, first of all, he missed the next show. Yeah, he said I wasn't going to be there. Yeah. And so he came back the next time and he asked him to take the tweet down. And it. Then he said no because he doubled down on it. And then he per- proceeded to make fun of Shannon. And on live television, he was like, "You're you weren't really that good." <laughs> yeah, but he never played. Yeah, yeah. Never played. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, and there's a privilege in that if we can mm-hmm. keep it a buck, um, because you're looking at Shannon, who is a black athlete, and then um, a white uh, commentator who's never had the experience coming in and basically telling them you weren't that great, and so. You basically, I don't know if it's to discount his opinion or why was he saying that? I think, weren't they arguing about like Tom Brady? Yeah, or they something? were arguing about Tom oh, Brady. And he's a big Tom Brady fan. Yeah, bro. Big. Yeah, okay. And then he, and was I only like, know that because I watch sports, Anaya. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was a whole debacle. Adrian? But I think, onto that point, I think we're steering away from where we don't, we don't want to hear from people who's never played. Mm-hmm. A lot of athletes are coming out talking about their experience on podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I think as in the future, I think more athletes are when they retire, they're going to come out and take these roles because J.J. Reddick is someone mm-hmm. who's becoming really popular just for having just for knowing what he's talking about. Well, we, we like Dream, people. Draymond Green, another great guy. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Draymond, yeah. Draymond. His podcast is great. Really? Yes. It, it is really good just because it talks about things that you don't know that happened, like, for example, between the Kings and the Warriors, that series, like things you didn't know about. Now, it's yeah. Draymond's opinion, so you take that, like you say, for a buck, right? Like, you don't – he's going to have his opinion. I know that for a fact, but, you know, you can't take it for fact, but it's still it gives you his perceived notion of what happened, right? And, you know, perception is reality in some people's mm-hmm. worlds, right? And so knowing that, I think it holds more weight for someone who actually is experiencing that in real time to come and tell you what it's about. than someone looking in from the outside and giving you their opinion. Um, and I think that's very, very dangerous. Right. And this is the same thing that we talk about um, when people say, shut up and dribble. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that one lady on Fox news, yep. shut up yeah. and dribble. Like your opinions don't matter if you're a black athlete. But if you somebody who ain't never played, you know, he he holds some weight and he's very, very popular. Right. So somebody who's never played is very, very popular. But he's you know, he he has some haters, though, Jake. Oh, he, he does. Never- Plenty of them. <laughs> and it seems like he's relishes in that because it's yeah, well, relevant. 100 percent, 100 percent. And people want to be relevant and they don't care how what the cost is. Yeah. You know, like what did y'all say to me uh, about y'all teenagers? Uh, oh, cloud is the new drug. Clout? clout is the new drug, and 
you have these older folks in I think he was in the boomer generation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they I, I'm looking at and this is off topic because I just was looking at it earlier, but you had uh Anita Baker on on Twitter's going after baby faces fans. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, go sing Rapture Love Sit Down. Like, what are we doing? Clout, staying relevant. And yeah. she don't even need to do all that. All she need to do is open her mouth and sing. That's it. So it, when you have folks just trying to keep up with these young folks who are dominating the social media scene, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, because Draymond's, um, this podcast, when he first came out, he was like, I'm calling this the new media. We're taking out the old media with people who never played. We, we're, the new media is going to be all people who are playing. They, mm. like People who are currently playing are having podcasts. Yeah. And it's a certain respect that current players have yes. for people they played with. If you've never played, you'll say whatever you want about a guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. knowing you'll never see them. Yep. Because so, oh, he'd be going at LeBron neck. No, anything LeBron does. And you know what that makes me think of? So remember when we were having that conversation about sports betting? Yes. This is what it makes me think of, because you got a lot of people who ain't never played benefiting off the people who are playing. Oh, I have a question. Give him a question. Okay, Jake, how do you feel about the current state of college sports with the NILs? Love it. Ooh. All about it. it. And you want to know why? Yes. Those athletes generate so much stinking money for those athletic departments that it's padding pockets from people at the top. Those pockets don't need to be padded. You look at the NCAA entirely as a whole, the amount of money they make every year based off of Final Four, you know, the, the, the college football playoff, Women's College World Series, Men's College World Series, track and field. They are one of the richest organizations in the country. And before NIL was happening, kids were getting disqualified from participating because they wanted some extra money. And you're talking about kids that come from backgrounds that are awful. I mean, like one parent homes with one with, with, with minimal uh, income, just trying to help their family be able to put food on the table. I'm all about NIL and being able to help players not only create a a name image and likeness for themselves but also create an income for the sport that they're trying to play so they can be able to take that income and either spend it on themselves and or spend it on 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 their family and people are going to be like well jake they get a free education and i have to pay for my education fam you don't even know how much money your education is worth or their education is worth compared to yours and how much extra money they are making for that university or that college. So I sit there and I say, you know what? I applaud the NCAA for doing it. It took way too long to make it happen. And I think, it, it, you know, at the end of the day, yes, it's changed the landscape of college sports, but I think it's changed it for the better because it's going to keep people more realistic and, and on task for everything. No, I think I we just, do, we, do we just lose him, Jada? We did, but it's okay. The show must go on. show must so, go on, fam. What you got for me? So hearing all these opinions that you have about these certain situations that happen within the sports industry, how do you keep yourself from putting all of your, like separating your emotion from the facts? Because I know for me that could be very difficult. It is hard. 
and you just try to, like I said, keep to the facts. You know, if I'm having a conversation with you, conversation in this newsroom, conversation with mom and dad, whatever it may be, you know, of course, I'll, I'll, I'll express what my opinion is and what how I feel about the situation. But you can't do that in my job. Your job is to deliver the facts and deliver the facts only. Um, and and that's you got to understand the the the, the what, what your what your job title is, right? And that that's what it is. So of course, I feel like I, I want to be able to to speak my opinion on all these different things. But you just keep it, you push it to the side, you keep it to yourself. It's like politics, okay? You don't talk about politics on a first date or around the kitchen table at Thanksgiving or whatever it may be, okay? Mm-hmm. You keep that keep that to yourself and you, you trust the people that you trust to talk about it with um, and everything else, just keep it a buck, simple as that. And honestly, knowing that you present more of the facts on live, hearing you with all these sports opinions, I don't think anybody would ever know because of how factual you present yourself on live TV. So this is like kind of entertaining for me to watch you know, how passionate you are about some of this stuff. I was like, oh, okay, Jake. <laughs> okay, Jake. Love that, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Say no, I got questions for you guys, so keep throwing them at me, otherwise I'm going to throw questions your way. I want to, what's some questions? Please ask. Seriously, do you guys want to go one more or you want me to go first? No, you, you go, go first. Go. Okay. I want to know this, okay? Um, I'm 29, going to turn 30 in September, right? I don't know how you guys went to high school in a pandemic. <laughs> in a situation where gun violence is at a rapid high, especially within schools. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you have every single social media platform known to man trying to, like you said, get woke, right? I want to know what has been a key for you guys in your high school career to keep you authentic, to keep you, you, and and what has leveled you guys out to, to be able to do that? Because if I went to high school in your generation during your time, I think I'd be caught up in the clout. I think I'd be scared for my life every single time something went wrong at high school, within the high school, within high school, um, especially with gun violence. And three, I don't know if I would have passed high school within a pandemic of being by, by being by myself at home every single day. So, my question for you guys is: throughout this high school career that you guys just completed, maybe a month ago, what's kept you authentic and, and to yourself? I think I'll let Anaya go first because I feel like we have two separate experiences. Mm. That's true. Um, I was actually going to ask Jay to go first. But oh, but you're so ready. Um, <laughs> honestly, I didn't really think about being authentic. Um, and for me, I kind of thrived during distance learning. And that was when we were online. And a lot of people said that they struggled with that. But I, I actually really liked it. Um, staying authentic. I don't know. I was just myself. I was how how didn't you people. get caught up in what was going on around you? How did you not go crazy? Oh, I wasn't impressed by things I saw, like on social media and stuff. I didn't want to be something that I saw on social media. Gotcha. How I didn't go crazy. Because um, you you guys went from having all your friends around you all the time oh, yeah. to abruptly all that changed overnight. So how did you not lose your mind is, I believe, the question. Right, Jake? Okay. Yeah. Um, I honestly stayed in con- constant contact with everyone. I would FaceTime people, text people. I was on Instagram a lot, so that helped. But it was weird because I remember one day Jada and our other friend Kendall had came to my house one day, and I was just staring at them. I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> what are you, you here for? <laughs> like they're like, oh, we're gonna stop by and say hi, and I was like, I don't know what to say to you. Like, let's Bye-bye get back hi. on our phones, <laughs> then I can talk to you. 
but well I, I guess i did go crazy i did i lost social skills and then going back oh. to school junior year i didn't really talk to anyone i had friends i talked to my friends and also i cheer over the summer so i had friends from there but i was just like oh i don't really talk to anyone anymore so. oh okay potato i'm sorry um, jada <laughs> right, don't be put my nickname out there. Um, <laughs> but um, for me, ooh, I would say that I think when I was present in high school, I was trying to keep up with the clout. And it wasn't until I separated myself from a high school environment that I was able to find slowly pieces of my authentic self. Um, I feel like when you're in high school, it was easy for me to find my authentic self away from the high school environment because when I was in high school, I was always worried about what the next person thought about what I was doing. I always incorporated other people's opinions into my choice of action. And I think without having all that pressure of who's watching, who's looking, like who's going to judge me, I was able to just find myself. But it also made it hard when the world started opening up and I'm like, dang it, I got to open myself to all these people again. Like, Going into stores, I was like, there's too many people in there. I'm going to go home. Like, my friends were like, let's go here. I was like, how many people are going to be there? Who's going to be there? I'm good. I'll stay inside. Like, I seriously lost social skills. And at first, I was driving myself crazy because I went from having, like, a bunch of friends to, like, going into, like, homeschool or in distance learning and losing a majority of them. But it also helped me realize my real ones from my fake ones, my friends from my accomplices. It helped me kind of understand people a little bit better and how they were only there for the convenience. And so in that, it helped me find my real friends who are still here to this day, who weren't just with me because it's convenient, but with me because they gen we generally like being around each other. Like, I feel like the group of friends that I have now, it may not have been as big as it was when I was in high school, but I love them just the same because it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's like we're locked in. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah, but um, yeah. And how I kept from losing my mind, just really being around the friends that I had, being a part of extracurriculars. I did dance. I did softball training for a little bit. Um, I got into art with my granny. Like, I just kept myself busy, I guess. So, yeah. Hmm. I love that, fam. I hope you know that. Thank you. Aww. Thank you, Jake. Like, Jake's the biggest hype man I know. I get it though. I, you know, I'm a social person. Okay. And being locked in, in a one bedroom apartment when I was going through COVID was the, one of the hardest things I've ever done and not having that human interaction every single day. I thrive off of that. I think that's what makes me really good at my job is being able to interact and, and, and work with people and, and see people on a daily basis. So taking that away, uh, especially not being able to be home with mom and dad every single day and, because um, the job required me to be remotely where I was, um, was was really, really difficult. It was really hard. But um, I think we all came out of it, like you said, Jada, better, because we knew the real ones from the fake ones, the people that were in our corner that, that are not anymore. And I, I think I learned a lot about myself in terms of what I need in life and what, what's, what's important to me. Mm. I'm curious, um, on the topic of quarantine, how did you do your news anchoring job from like remotely how how did that work i don't remember how that worked i built a virtual set in my living room oh mm. it was okay. awful it went <laughs> a small one bed small one bedroom apartment fam they had everything set up for me i had a you know I, we were doing not newscasts off of like a, a camera 
um, that plugged in and set a signal back to the station. Um, I was doing that for probably nine months, and then I was one of the first people allowed back in the studio to do sports there. Um, but it was difficult, a lot of technical issues. Man, that first week was awful. Just we couldn't, you know, they, I couldn't hear them. They couldn't hear me. The signal dropped out. It was just really, really hard in terms of just trying to get the technical aspect there because no one was prepared for it, right? So um, that was super hard. Wow. So I know you said earlier when we were talking about Skip and Shannon, you know, you didn't want to cover that. So for the most part, you choose what you want to cover and you write your own scripts or how does that work? Yeah. So the cool thing about my job is editorially, I get to choose what we want to cover every single day. And I want to, for me, the way I look at things is I want to keep it as local as possible, right? People aren't tuning in to watch the NBA finals on my channel. I'd love to think that. Okay. I'd love to think that you specifically are watching me tonight at 10 o'clock to see if the Nuggets can, 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 can beat the Heat and win the NBA Finals, right? But in reality, that ain't happening, fam, okay? They're going to turn on ESPN. They're going to watch ABC, whatever it's on, right, and, 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 and get their coverage from there. So what I try to do is bring a local element tonight. So tonight I will cover the game. I will show highlights. But I will also make sure that my content or the, the way I cover it will have something on Gabe Vincent. And if you don't know who Gabe Vincent is, he's the Modesto native. Played for Stockton Kings, played for St. Mary's down in Stockton, then got signed by Miami, and now he's in the finals. Did a, had a really great game two with 23 points and then fell off for game three and four. So we will have something in our show tonight on him. Um, and now if the Nuggets win, we'll have something about Michael Malone because Malone is a former Kings head coach. So you mm-hmm. localize it, right, for what people will care about here within our viewing area. And the way I put my show together every single day is about covering local athletes, local teams, because that's going to keep a viewer entertained of, okay, check this out. This local guy, for example, I'm running something today on a kid that was at McClatchy High School, a catcher, and he's playing for Stanford baseball. And Stanford baseball is playing Texas tonight with a chance to go to the College Baseball World Series. And, you know, I wouldn't cover the game typically, but because that kid is doing so well, you know, we will show his highlights from the game. Right. So stuff like that. Localize everything. Okay. I have a I have a tip. You gotta if the Nuggets win, you gotta talk about Aaron Gordon, NorCal legend. You have to. Really? I yeah. thought he was from Florida, fam. Nah, he NorCal. He went to um oh my good Archbishop. No. He went to somewhere in, in Okay, Canada. I'll check it out tonight. I'll give him a shout out for you. NorCal legend. Yeah. <laughs> but what is the hardest part of your job, in your opinion? Great question. Um, you got to give a lot of sacrifice for our jobs. So um, you guys, I just, I said it from the beginning, I'm from Connecticut. Um, so I don't see my family a lot. Uh, I actually just came back, like I said, from a family vacation, but I hadn't seen them since Thanksgiving, right? Uh, I, I'm lucky to see my mom and my dad and hug them every single day, maybe 14 days out of the whole entire year. Um, and that's hard, man. When you're having a bad day and all you want to go home is have mom making you a dinner for you and uh, be able to go, you know, sleep in your own bed and 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 have people that love on you love on you. And you can't do that because you're thousands of miles away. Um, that's really hard. It's really hard uh, as well as the, the friends that you make. Um, you know, I, I made friends in every single stop. So I started in Arizona. I went to Texas for a couple of years. I went to Colorado for a couple of years now here in NorCal. Um, the relationships have been really tough to deal with um, because you make these really good friends. And then the minute you move, move away, you find out if they're really good friends or not. 
Um, I think the other thing is like, you know, relationships as well, like had a long-term girlfriend from Texas, moved to Colorado, um, long distance didn't work. We ended up breaking up. And like, that was a huge heartbreak for me because like, that's someone who I thought I was gonna spend the rest of my life with, but it wasn't gonna work. She was on the opposite side of the country and I was here in Cal on the West, on the West coast. Um, so there's a lot of life lessons you can learn through yourself through this. I think I've learned a lot about who I am and what I want to be and who I think is important and who's in my corner. Um, but it's, it's the hardest part about the job is nothing on camera. It's nothing I do on a daily basis. It's the sacrifices you make for what you want to do and what I love to do, which includes not seeing family, missing out on major events, not being, you know, I'm Jewish and I, I'm, I've worked every Christmas for the past eight years. Mm. And, uh, you know, while everyone else is celebrating, I'm here sitting in a studio talking about whatever's going on on Christmas Day. Um, that's hard. It's really hard, especially when in this in this stage of seeing everyone on social media, um, being able to, you know, do all these fun things all the time because they have a normal nine to five job. So I'd say like the sacrifices, the relationships, the people that you um, be able to see and be with all the time. That's probably the most difficult part, but it's made me who I am and I ain't going to change me. Uh, authentic self 24 seven. Wow. So are you so you're out here by yourself? Yeah, have- oh, I'm here, guys. I don't know a soul here in, in NorCal. I mean, oh, welcome not- to the family. To I'm more. Than- I would love that man. <laughs> Straight up, it's been. It's in, it, but it's this is not the first time I've done this. I like I went when I went to Arizona State, didn't know anybody there. Went to college, didn't know a soul. Figured it out. Had a phenomenal four years there. Went mm. from. Midland, or went from Arizona to Midland, Odessa, Texas. And I don't know if you guys have, have any idea where Midland, Odessa is. Has anybody seen Friday Night Lights, the movie? Permian Panthers. Yes. Yeah. That's where I started. Middle of nowhere, Podunk, West Texas. 300,000 people there. I knew no one there. And I have made some of my best friends in my life in that small little town. Wow. From there, I went to Colorado Springs. Didn't know a single soul in Colorado Springs made friends up in Denver. I knew people up in Denver, but that's still an hour and 15 minutes away. Hmm. Um, and then moved here to NorCal and don't know anybody. Not and even you've been here how long? I've been here since November. So, mm-hmm. you know, okay. you start over every single time. You try to build up your base of people who you can hang out with. And it's oh. hard. It's hard, fam, because you, you're starting over. And when you get older, you'll realize this. There's less opportunity to, 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 to talk with people or to meet people. Um, like when you're 22, 23, 24, 25, you can go out to the bars, you can go out and meet people, whatever it may be. And this guy's pushing 30 and I'm going to a 30 under 30 club. Uh-uh. Like, God dang. Don't do, man, that. Like don't that. do that. A 30 is not old. Okay. <laughs> Let's go ahead and don't do me like that. Um, 30 is not old. Okay. I got 14 years. No, wait, how, I, how, how, I, do I have 14 years on you? I think I got 14 years on you. Don't do 30 is not old. Um, there's better things than the bar. If you want to come hang out with some kids, you let me know because that's how I stay young is hanging out with the young people. Um, I love (laughs) But what I wanted to say, because I lied, I said that I had seen Friday Night Lights and I was thinking Varsity Blues. Um, So I have not seen Friday Night Lights. Maybe I should because you referenced it. Um, But I'm just curious. um, You said you've been here since November. And then, so do you have like a two-year contract? Is that what Okay, so we're okay. So that's each stop we're depends on what, what where it's at. So like in Midland okay. Odessa, I had a two year contract and I signed for a year extension. 
okay. in Colorado Springs at a three-year contract. And then here I have a two-year contract with an extension, um, like an opt-in player option type thing. If you're talking like sports gotcha. contracts, stuff like that. The agency, so, I like it. Yeah, like straight up. <laughs> because it, it makes me think of, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about all of the um, professional athletes. And you say you like football. So I'm just thinking of some of the friends I have that played in the NFL and how they go place to place to place and they end up having to build new relationships um, with people just to kind of have some sense of normalcy. And I did not realize that that was happening on the news, you know, within the sportscasters and all that. I don't think I've ever thought about it. Maybe because I don't know too many newscasters or sportscasters. So, um, yeah, you're teaching me something for sure. For oh, sure. yeah. We're free agency ain't fun, fam. Okay. I was a free Nobody, agent. Nobody, huh? <laughs> and when you don't get a paycheck coming in, that's a little scary. So I think uh, you, you, it's like players, right? You, Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to play this game as long as I possibly can. And hopefully I can do it for a very, very long time. But there is a time where they say your time is up and you're not good enough to get to that next level. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to be where I'm at. I really am truly blessed. This is a dream job, a dream situation for me. And I, I couldn't be more happy about it. So one more, one more. I got, got one it. more. Got so, it. so is the goal to get back to Connecticut? Goal is to get back to the Northeast. It's not okay. specifically Connecticut, but the okay. goal is to make it national TV. I've had a goal since I was 18 years old mm. to be on ESPN. Um, that goal is going to get happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm going to try my darndest to make it happen. Um, and we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. That was I my, love it. That was my question right there. But I have another question because, you know, I love baseball. Oh, so I don't have a lot of people I can talk baseball with, but I got one. I got I got a few questions. Who's your World Series pick right now? Give me your World Series pick right now. After these, what, 60 games? Give me your- Can I give you a hot take? Give me a hot take. I like it. Texas Rangers. I don't know if that's hot enough, though, because they like the second best team in the league. <laughs> Yo, no one, no one thought they were going to be that good. I think, I think a couple hot takes with this, okay? I think the Baltimore right. Orioles are going to be really good this year, especially when it comes to the playoff time. I think the Texas Rangers are going to be really good. Um, out of the West, man, I just don't think the National League's that strong this year. Like, you can look at the Atlanta Braves, they're going to be good. San Diego Padres are going to be definitely good. Maybe the Giants sneak into the playoffs. The A's are a joke, and they're They're even bigger of a joke with this stadium relocation stuff that's Mm -hmm. going on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of of how I'm, you know, what my thought process is. I think the Rangers, they got the bullpen, they got the starting pitching, they got the bats. And man, do they love their baseball in Texas? But so I, I think, think no Degrom hurts though. Yeah, it does. But they still got a deep, deep team, deep, deep team. Okay, you you like them over the Rays though? Yeah, I don't think the Rays are built for the playoffs. Wow. We'll see how it shakes though. You can call me back in October and say, Jake, I told you, I told you. Because I get a little fraudulent vibes from the Rays too, just a tiny bit, only because they remind me of the Jazz. From the Donovan Mitchell Jazz to me. That's what they remind me of. The Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell Jazz. Yeah, straight up. They, 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 they'll fall off at one point. When that did, happens, we, did, did we just flip back to basketball? We did. Because, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you got to no, you you keep up. Like, me and Jake, we know. 
I you, mean, I see. You got a reference. You got a reference yeah. to sports. I was just wondering if we flipped to the Jazz. I mean, the basketball team Jazz, or was yeah. there a baseball team nah, that I didn't know about? Nah, yeah. it's, it's okay. the Jazz. I was just making sure I'm following. I don't know what the heck is going on in here. Anaya looking at me like, hmm. Then Jada got a fan in the comments talking about good job out there, Jada. Jada ain't said nothing in the last 15 minutes. Rubbing her eyes. Good job, Jada. Good job, Jada. Don't let Adrian get on me like this. Jake, Jake, I need some backup. Adrian, don't don't let Adrian get on me like this. Jada, why are you home today? Or did, did, did the license not come in yet? No. <laughs> oh, Jake even got it. No, Jake, no. Jake, I'm at the office. I'm just in a separate room. I don't, okay, okay. I don't know much about sports, so I thought that the people who knew more about sports should be sitting in the room with the back and forth conversation. And I'll pitch in every now and then. I don't know much about sports. So I've just been sitting here like, ah. Hmm, but, but correct the assumption because Jada got her license today, Jake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did, Jake. I got my license today, Jake. Straight up. You drove to work, too. I did. And I did a little Chick-fil-A for the office. So. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey I, hot take, though. Canes is better than Chick-fil-A. Hate Lies, no. Oh, oh, honestly, oh, I see oh, where you're coming from, Jake. Oh, but at the same time. Oh. Out of chicken tenders. What is that? <laughs> hey, but they sauce. Don't do their sauce though. Don't do their sauce. No, don't do their sauce. And the, and that bread. Oh boy. Okay, that. but that bread is good. That's Chick Fil A fries is better. Okay. Chick Fil A fries are better. Oh, Chick Fil A sauce, in my but, opinion, is a bit better. Stop talking about them because they don't pay us. No, Adrian just had a <laughs> but Adrian just had a great point. The sauce is really only good because the chicken is not. Yes. Oh yes. that doesn't make sense. Why would the sauce be good? Like water the chicken is not. Why would the sauce be good? Water. Don't do oh yeah. Thank you, Keila. Keila has my back. Don't do her. Keila has my back. Keila has my back. Don't do her. Did Jake I'm here. I'm here. I'm about to, I'm gonna go on TV here in five minutes. I'm just making sure they had seats. Where is it? He has to leave it. You be doing it in the background. You be doing it in the background. So don't do that. It's okay. I got two more minutes for you, fam. Okay. All right. Last question. Last question. Uh, this might not be a good last question, but I was really curious. Who, who's your three favorite teams when it comes to football, basketball, and baseball? That's a good Ooh. question. Football, basketball, baseball. Uh, Knicks, Patriots, Yankees. Oh, All right. Oh, man, Jake. Oh, Jake. Jake. Oh, wow. What do you want me to say? You don't owe them anything, Jake. You don't owe them anything. Why over Red Sox? Okay, so here's a good, good question. That is a great question. Okay. Yeah. Mom is from born and raised in New York City, okay, okay. right outside the city, Scarlesdale, New York, but went to school in New York City. Dad is from Providence, Rhode Island, went to Boston for school in Northeastern. They met on a ski trip up in Vermont, and then they moved down to, Ver- to Connecticut and had your boy. So they kind of smushed everything <laughs> together. My dad took me to Patriots games when I was a kid. My mom took me to Rangers games and Yankees games as a kid, and this is what happened. You can call me a front runner all you want, fam. But at the end of the day, you know, I I I, I support the teams I grew up watching. It's as simple as that. I feel mm-hmm. it. West side is the best side. Okay. And then last hey, question. Got, about to go. Uh-oh. Oh. Okay, gotta go. Oh. Fam. You got it. Thank you for entertaining this conversation. Hey. You know what? Thank, Thank you, sir. What's up? 
What are you doing June 23rd to the 25th? Uh-oh. I'll be in Croatia. Oh, well, no, that'll man. do it. All right. I'm going on my Europe tour, fam. Okay. It's called the Summer of Jake this summer, okay? Summer oh. summer of Jake. Oh. Jake. End it like that then. Mic drop. We feel it. <laughs> <laughs> <Mike> drop. <laughs> hey, fam. Thanks for having me on, though. This What you guys are doing is a conversation that needs to be had all over the country. I'm blessed to be a part of this. Thank you so much for having me on, fam. And if I can ever be a help for any of you guys, I mean, any of you, I'd love to do it. So, you, you know, um, you got my contact info, but still, what you guys are doing is super important. And, and keep up the great work and keep on rocking, fam. Be your authentic self every single day. It's going to take you places, all right? Thank you, Jay. You will be hearing from me soon. Got you, fam. I need a new baseball partner. Got you, fam. <laughs> oh my gosh. Y'all gonna make Jake late. Y'all gonna make Jake late. <laughs> Tevin's over here. Shots fired. Shots fired. Anyway, stop, Tevin. That's enough. That's right, enough. So, anyway, <laughs> well, even though Jake won't be in town June 23rd to the 25th, we be. will be here uh, for the 23rd, 25th celebration weekend is on deck, and we are so excited. Um, I don't know if I told y'all so. Last week, I got an email, no, a text message from um, a friend over at Fox 40, Miss Melanie Townsend, and she Ooh. will be hosting the soiree for us on the 23rd. So shout Uh-oh. out to Miss Melanie. And then we have the uh, Family Fun Day yes, at Elk Grove Park the next day. We are almost at capacity. I think we have 10 more slots left. Just so about, if yeah. the families can go and register, that'd be fantastic because we want to make sure we have enough food for folks. Uh, we have a special guest barbecuer in the building. Hey, there. You Mr. can't see him, but we see him. Mr. Cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> and he will be in there making sure all of the stuff that I like is really good uh, and burnt. Amen. Um, and then Sunday is the Black Grad. Big day. Now, now, let me tell y'all something. This is going to be bigger than anything that we have ever pulled off before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I tell you the layers that we are Ooh. adding to this, oh, this it's a whole production. Yeah. We are live streaming. Literally. The podcast team is live streaming Black Grad. Not only that, we have our special guest host. Who? 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 Yours truly. Not you. Who? Madison Keevy. Don't let anybody worry about you. Don't let anybody worry about you. Bring Madison. Bring Madison. No, but look, I say yours truly, though. I thought it was us. I thought all we was a special guest. Madison Keevy is in the building. CBS 13 News. I'm sorry, News Reporter. She will be in the building. Not only that, we have Soul Development coming through. Come on now, oh, we have Rip One. We have uh, the other sister girl coming through. Seventeen-year-old DJ. Um, I can't remember her name, but she'll be in the building. So we're gonna have a funky good time, um, and we're inviting you all out. Now we are past 150 people oh, for yeah. our black grad. Yeah. Um, oh, we have more spaces to go. So if you have not registered and you plan on attending with your fam, please, please, please go through and register so that we can make sure. Um, we have you accounted for. So with that, y'all, I'm I'm excited. This is our last show of the season. Thank you all for riding with us, riding the wave. Um, we've gone through a lot of stuff, and I oh, yeah. I don't even know what show this is. It's like eighty something at this point. 
Um, but we are so grateful to even have the opportunity to speak with you. We will be back in August. Uh, not sure of the date yet, but, you know, we'll let y'all know. Um, by that time, Anaya will be over in Washington, D.C. Um, and so we're excited because we out of his chair. So, you know, it just is what it is. It just right. is what it is. So we're excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're excited right. for you guys to start this next chapter. And um, we're excited about next season. We're excited about Black Grab. We just have so many things to be excited for. This so, was such a great season. Yeah, we yeah. added what th two or three new guests to the season. We had podcast room. Sorry, just had to throw that out there. This was oh, like yeah. I think oh, this was the first room. season where we had a room for a podcast. The new room was shout this? out to the McClatchy oh, Foundation gracious. and the Lifting Local Voices grant who outfitted our our podcast studio. It allowed us to get the cameras and the soundboards and everything else that everybody in the background has. We are super, super grateful for that. So we want to say thank you um, to the James B. McClatchy Foundation, uh, Madeline, Madeline, and um, oh Lord, I'm forgetting her name, but just charge it to my head and not my heart. I forgot. But shout out to James B. McClatchy Foundation for the for the love on the podcast room. Um, we ready, man. We ready. We, I'm excited to see what next season brings, mm -hmm. but we're going to close this one out with the wave. Miss Jada, it is on you. Let's go. Let's hit it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Until August, you guys take oh. care. See you at Celebration. I got it. I got it. Whole mood, baby. There you go. Because you know, tell me what's going on. Whole mood, baby. Yeah. <laughs> take care.